Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We have a lot to unpack in this episode, as it's a two-parter. First, I have Day's superfan and TMJ4 news anchor Vince Vetrano in to talk about his viral videos regarding the Sudzer. And then we have our week that was wrap-up with Darrell Anthony. So let's just get this show on the road. Hey guys, you're listening and watching Believe in Soap Operas. This week I have Vince Vetrano, your favorite news anchor who has been watching Days of Our Lives since the pandemic and has come back to one of his favorite shows to where his co-workers might have uh, pointed out some of his lovely impersonations. So let me show you guys here. 611 on TMJ4 News today. Our producers insisted this make it onto the news. If you follow my various social media, you've probably seen this already. Never mind that he's been shot. He's with you? Why are you there? <laughs> I gotta go. I'll see ya. I admit I've recently fallen back down the days of our lives rabbit hole. I watched in college. It's on here, of course, after Brian and I are done with the noon show. Well, some of the day's cast have taken notice of my appreciation and tweets, either nice. liking the post or begun following. Um, Asher Moore said he had a good idea. They were talking about adding a news anchor to the show. <laughs> I like that one. That would be amazing. <laughs> you need a cameo. Oh, I, said, I, I said I'm available. Uh, among those, uh, Paul Teffler, who plays Xander, he uh, responded to one of my tweets. Patch Ava Jennifer from the show. All, uh, all on board. So. Oh my gosh, your oh. BFFs with practically the entire cast. I, I, not so much credit to me. Credit to them. What, I've, what I'm discovering is they really are engaged with their fans. They follow all of the stuff. There are all these fan sites, and mm -hmm. I, I think they're just uh, they're good to their fans, and they want to uh, build the community. Looks like Vinny uh, moved on to different friends, Susan. Huh. He's got new friends. I mean, you guys can watch. You're here at noon. Come out to come, come join me for a cameo. I want to see this. I was a general hospital girl, so I don't or know anything about days. All my children. <laughs> see, right? Mama Niz. Mama Niz. I'm, yep. I'm serious. She never missed an episode of All My Children. That's the same with my mom, too. That's how I started watching that. Her stories. But it happens. You slip back down. That's yep. all I have. I'm looking up. I'm like, oh, shit. And then nothing's there. changed, so it's easy to follow along. They're all still there. <laughs> right back up. If you all right, here we go. Let's talk. Oh, so that's just so funny. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I love the soaps. I, I do a podcast about them. And I grew up like them watching the ABC soaps, the All My Children, General Hospital. But you said you watched Days in College. Was that where when you started? Yeah. So that's and sorry to say, like 25 years ago, a quarter century <laughs> And so I only recently, Lucretia, just kind of slipped back in. I didn't want to, but they got me hard. 
Yeah. I mean, I never really watched Days growing up. My brother would argue with me about watching Days versus All My Children because they came on at the same time. Um, but I was never that into it, even though, uh, you know, Belle at the time was Chris Kirsten Storms, who's now on uh, General Hospital as Maxie. So when you see similar people, you're like, oh, yeah, this will be fun. And I know you called her by her character name, Ava Vitali. It was Tamara Braun, and she was on a lot of other soaps, including General Hospital and All My Children. So during the pandemic, and I'm doing this, I started to really watch Days and I'm like, oh, I get it now. I get why people like this one. It's fun. <laughs> well, what got me was just looking up, you know, so I work at a TV station, obviously. And so our our off air, our, our mm -hmm. NBC feed is, is on all the time. So it's always been on around me in the 20 years I've been here. You know, so I'll look up occasionally, but just to, to be a quarter century later and see some of the characters that I was watching all those years ago, still there, still getting mixed up in things and still, you know, they look awesome. They're just beautiful, wonderful people. And so I just kind of started to look up a little bit more often and check a little more often. And then all of a sudden I found myself like into the storylines. I'm like, what is Xander up to over here? What? Who is this person? And now I'm I'm so far behind. Like I'm I'm learning new things that people obviously in the last two decades have have known all along. But uh, it's it's been fun. Oh yeah, and like with you, I'm learning all this stuff as a newer viewer, and I could know new things here or there because I dealt with a lot of people who who watched this one, and so I was it was easy to come in. But like you said, you were watching 25 years ago and it's still some of the same people. And I think that's why we've seen such a resurgence other than people being more at home now with the pandemic. But it's like a family and it's like coming back to your family, especially when you're away from your family. And it, like soaps and wrestling sort of have the same thing where it doesn't matter when you come in. If you knew what was happening 25 years ago, you're kind of going to know what's going on now because it, it, it's it, there is a legacy there. It's the same mess they were in, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now the kids and the grandkids, but they're all there and they're having the same fights. And uh, I have found interesting who's gotten together over the years and things like that. I mean, I was just, just, uh, I don't know, the other day when I found out that Jack had uh, slept with his mother-in-law, but didn't know it was mother-in-law at the time, you know, and that was totally understandable and apparently was swept under the rug and Abigail's totally in on it. Like her, I wish I didn't know either, but I found <laughs> new to me in this last go around. So that's been a blast. And then just when I started kind of coming out, if you will, and saying things, <laughs> the, the community of, of soap fans in general and days fans in particular sort of welcomed me in. And now I like, feel like I belong to the club a little bit. I should make clear though, like I told you, I am not an expert. <laughs> Expose that. So you had some experts who will go back and forth on my Twitter feed. And they're fighting with each other. And I don't even know what it's about. So that's not me. I'm just here to have a good time. Yeah, so Twitter, uh, they, they can be a little vitriol. But like you said, there is the community. And I love when you get the actors involved because uh, or the writers like Ron Carlovati. He used to write for General Hospital mm -hmm. and One Life to Live. I've always enjoyed his work. That was why it was easy to come over today. So I'm like, I trust this guy. He knows what he's doing. So I loved his response uh, to you. So he enjoyed your Xander impersonation as well. Do you have a little bit of it you could do for us today? Oh, right. Very well. We have to do what's right for Titan. For Titan, not for <laughs> Philip. Well, Paul Stephanie needs to watch out. <laughs> it was lousy. But I, what I, totally to your point, like it really surprised me when a number of the actors have interacted with uh, the things that I've posted, either just liking a tweet or even, you know, writing a little yeah. message. Um, 
And, and I thought, like I told my, my colleagues, I thought that was less a testament to them, like being impressed by my impression or something, but more just, it is a community. And I really respect that the actors and the writers um, care about their fans and are willing to engage with them in that space. I think that's super cool and it's really unique. That's that's my favorite thing about the soap opera community is just the actors truly appreciate their fans and their job. And Wally Kurth, who plays Justin on Days, and he's actually still Ned on General Hospital too. He does double duty. He called. He said, "You know, soap actors—they're the blue collar workers." Mm -hmm. And that to me was one of like the best ways to put it. Like they're the blue collar workers in Hollywood. They go to work every day. And so they have a little bit more of an appreciation and, a, and certainly a lot more interaction because people forget like soaps used to be the big thing and they had all these fan events and, and things like that. And they're a little bit more interactive than, than say some of the other people. And, and that's great. It's sort of like sci-fi and horror kind of does that too when they have the conventions, but, but there's just something about the soaps that, that just has that feel to it. Well, I think the other cool thing is like, I mean, it behooves them to have that fan base mm -hmm. too. I mean, because, you know, in soap operas, nobody has to be dead forever. So if you want to stick around and you want that steady work, I mean, certainly to interact with your fans and to have them love you, uh, there's there's something in it for them too. But I, I totally agree with you. It's just that, you know, when they work every day, um, there's there's an, an appreciation. Now, granted, their work is a little glamorous, more glamorous than you and me, and certainly for a lot of other folks. But but that, that is a job. It's a jobby job. Learning new stuff all the time, someplace to be, especially when things got shut down as well. Uh, I know a lot of people learn to appreciate that. So they work hard and uh, work hard for their fans. Yeah. And luckily for Days of Our Lives, they were eight months ahead of production schedule. So they didn't have any breaks like the other right. soaps had to take and, and show flashbacks. It would have been nice uh, that we'd seen some old days storylines like the Marlena <laughs> being possessed by the devil, because growing up, that's all you'd ever hear about Days of Our Lives. Like that was a big thing. But maybe one that's day. That's when I checked decide. out, by yeah. the way. Yeah. That's oh, really? I was, like, you know, I was still in college and would you turn into the gargoyle or whatever that was, you know, and I, I looked at my buddy Tevin. My roommates, I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, are we really investing more time in this? That was that was a flashpoint for me. But I'm I'm glad I'm back in. I'm I'm glad Dr. Evans is well. Yes, and like you said, no one is ever really dead, too, thanks to Dr. Rolf that's and right. Serum. And, and that's <laughs> that's yes, the Dr. Rolf. Yes. I know. Do you do a Dr. Rolf impersonation as well? <laughs> oh, yes. I can't believe you would under, you would think that it was me who gave the poison. I did not give the poison. <laughs> I, I, uh, speaking of, are you loving Gwen? I know the internet is very divided by this character, but I love me some Emily O'Brien, especially when she was doing an American accent in the flashback they had right. uh, as her mother. <laughs> uh, looked wonderful in the red hair. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, speaking of red, also, did she just rock that New Year's dress? Uh, yeah. I'm I'm in love with Gwen. I'm in love with everything she's doing, the nastiness and the fighting. And I I do wonder if there's a softy in there who really does feel like she has this, uh, you know, that she was hurt and that she was injured and she's vulnerable and that's driven her to be this person or if she's just flat nasty. Yeah, I, I loved that scene with her and Charlie, and I saw you you commented on that as well because mm. they're both characters that I feel can be redeemed. Because if you can redeem someone like like Todd Manning on One Life to Live, who who was you know an awful character in the beginning, but if you have good actors like these two, Mike Manning and Emily O'Brien, of course. Uh, but or they could just wreak more havoc in Salem. 
Yeah, I, I'm curious to know, like, do you or do others think like Charlie, like what is going to happen to him? Because, you know, apparently it's one thing to like kill people and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, his deal is a little bit different. And I, I don't know if you can like what is the road to redemption for him? Yeah, like, it, you know, it's certainly messy and times have changed. I mean, uh, you know, Luke and Laura, the, the biggest so super couple in soap history. I mean, Luke raped Laura on General Hospital and then they became this big thing. And uh, as the, the aforementioned Todd Manning, I mean, he, you know, led a gang rape to Marty Saybrook. But somehow these characters were redeemed. Right. But again, the 80s and 90s were different than today. Mm -hmm. So so can Charlie? I mean, soap history says yes, because... Right. Mike Manning is a good actor and we see his pain and yes, what he did was horrible, but I mean, you know, isn't Jack Devereaux? I mean, didn't he rape Kayla? Like, like, I, I mean, I, he's worse every day that. I watch my goodness. I know. I, again, I know all this is known at yeah. other points, but I'm like, he did what? Oh, I think, I think you're right though. With Charlie, the road to redemption is a trip is kind of, I don't know if he's getting through to him at all, but he's trying to say, look, you have a son. And yeah. if you don't want to be the guy that, that you claim to hate, like you could be that person. Here's the path for at least for you to stand up. Maybe there's something there. Yeah. And maybe there is. Maybe if Mike wants to stick around, that's sort of where it always comes. It's like, do you, do you want to be the villain and do you want to go off or do you want to stick around and, and you know, take your comeuppance? Right. And, and I guess we'll just have to see because I know in the soap opera digest, they they did predict that there is a. Uh, murder mystery coming up. Could be Gwen, could be Charlie, Heck, could be Jack. I mean, <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> could be a long list. Well, we also know though, too, if you get convicted of whatever, pretty much a revolving door at the uh, penal facility there. What is it, Statesville or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> come and go as you please. You're never really locked up. Yeah, you gotta love Kristen, you know, trying to kill her brother there <laughs> just to get out to Brady. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a problem, right? You know, plus has free use of the phone whenever she wants. She's in the break room more than a cell, but you know, it's all good there. Yeah, like what great privileges they get. I mean, especially for crimes. I mean, now granted she was just convicted of manslaughter. It wasn't murder one, but yeah. still. <laughs> Important distinction, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like accidentally killing someone, I guess. But I mean, I wasn't watching when Aileen Davidson was Kristen Demira. Were you? So I don't remember. I know yeah. there was a different Kristen when I was yeah. watching when she was with John Black. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So that was right. That was my comeuppance. <laughs> Yeah, and so I know a lot of people point out how weird it is that she's dating John's son, Brady, now, because uh, there's pictures of her with him as a baby. But let's face it, that that's, <laughs> you know, he, he aged rapidly, as they call it in the soap opera world. So <laughs> it's less well, Yeah, the now. ones who were like born in babies when I was watching are running Salem now. So that's kind of interesting. I'm like, Dang, did I get that old? Like, so fortunately, they were in the time warp, not me, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I'm like, I remember when this character was born, but now they're older than me. Like, how is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yes. And, and I'm so glad that, that you've been able to share your soap love, even um, when your coworkers mock you just a little bit. But hey, they were fans too. And maybe they'll come back. I mean, General Hospital is still on the air and all my children will be coming back in a primetime spinoff of Pine Valley on ABC as well with uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark yeah. Consuelos, of course, who fell in love on the show. 
No, we're crushing it with with the soaps, and uh, you know, Days does really well for us here at our station. Of course, I know because anytime that because the news of the day or a weather event or something that it gets preempted, and that has happened a lot oh, during yeah. this uh, this COVID year. Uh, boy, the phones in the newsroom ring off the hook, and we're kind of like, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm actually the one who empathizes with those folks. I'm like, I know I'm with you, but we got to do this. It's kind of important today. Oh, that's funny that people actually still call in to complain. Yeah. They don't just oh, go to Twitter like I do. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't matter who's, uh, you know, the president, uh, whichever yeah. party, the, you know, a health person, you know, with COVID or something like that, or a major weather event. Like, what's this guy doing on there? On the, I want my soul, you know, you guys interrupt the show all the time and they are mad. Well, hey, guys, I, uh, you know, in case you're mad, I know it will be later, but you can watch Days for free on Peacock the same day. Um, comes on about 7 o'clock. Same thing with General Hospital on Hulu. Yeah. If you have Hulu or ABC.com, we'll put it on there for free if they are preempted mm -hmm. anywhere. So, yeah, or and the CBS soaps are always on CBS All Access. So, right. and, yeah. And if you miss a week, they're still in the same room anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The days of our lives really go on for a long time. And it was very, you know, cathartic in uh, the pandemic to realize you're not the yeah. only one whose day feels like forever. No kidding. All right. So as we wrap up here, Vince, what are you looking forward to on days right now? I think you touched on it. Where where does Gwen go? What happens to Charlie? Because I've liked him as a character, and that was a storyline that really drew me in. Is there a relationship between Charlie and Trip? What about Chad? We didn't talk about Chad. Oh, um, yeah. I know. love Billy Flynn. He's a hockey yeah. player, so he's definitely one of my guys. <laughs> I mean, clearly redemption is there for him, for him and Abigail. I think that happens. Oh, yeah. But then, oh, we also totally didn't talk about one of my favorite guys right now in the storyline, <laughs> Jake, the CEO. Yes. I mean, I love Brandon Barash because he came from General Hospital as well. So it's like, yeah, I love that he's playing a different character because Stefan, he was good, but yeah. yeah. So, right. I, I just love that storyline. And, you know, I think he maybe of anybody on the show really has a good heart. Like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know his past or, or whatever, but Jake anyway, like I, I hit this character who really wants to succeed as CEO. Yeah. And he's really excited about his shot. Might be in just a little over his head. I don't know. That's me. But as I pointed out in one of my things, he did have a brief 20 minute or so tutorial from Kate on a business 101. So he should be set to run a multi-billion dollar corporation. Well, it's funny to me because who doesn't love a guy who can work with his hands? And I'm a big Adam Carolla fan who's always harping on this. And he wound up making, you know, it from a guy who was a carpenter to getting into running a business and all sorts of things. So I know it can be done. Uh, of course, it's a soap opera. It'll be rapid up. But Jake does have a sense of business and of people. Mm -hmm. So I like this and I actually like him and Kate. Who do you mm -hmm. like, Kate or Gabby for Jake? Well, boy, I love Gabby. Yeah. I'm a big fan, but I do like the Jake Kate relationship. And he really sold out for that. Like he was all in on that. So uh, he can't walk it back. And I think as much as he didn't, I don't know if he knew it or meant it earnestly or not, but Tony gave him some pretty darn good advice that at least Jake appears poised at this point to take. Oh yeah. And uh, that's what I like uh, with about Tony is uh, Tony's a great character. And I mm -hmm. hope we get to see more of him and Anna. Yeah. I like that whole family dynamic. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really rooting for the Demiras, even Chad. <laughs> I can't believe I've talked this fluently about it. So I guess I really am all in. 
Yeah, and, and as I say, as someone who didn't watch Days forever, just kind of knew who was on it and, and a little bit, uh, I, I'm all in too. I, it's actually now my second favorite from General Hospital. Nice. Um, well, I have to cross over and check out your other as well. General yeah. Hospital. Now, who are the people on that? Is that Sonny and uh, the blonde yes. lady? Right. Yeah, okay. Sonny and Carly, of course. Yep. Um, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> But yeah, and Sonny's got an interesting storyline. He doesn't know who he is. So if you love the amnesia stuff, uh, that'll, that's fun. So It happens from time yeah. to time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's unfortunate for most people, days in General Hospital kind of come on at the same right. time uh, in certain markets. But hey, as I say, guys, you can always watch them later. There's things called DVRs. Uh, but yeah, there's always a way to watch. And I will say that all the soaps have their own uh, like spiel going on. That It's really fun. Yeah, super cool to talk about it with you, and I'm just uh, excited to be in the community. So uh, thank you for indulging me. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. And if the soap community wants to keep up with you and see all your lovely days recaps at work, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter primarily. It's at Vince Vitrano. That's V-I-N-C-E-V-I-T-R-A-N-O. I got a YouTube channel. I got the Facebooks. I got the TikTok. I got the Instagram. It's all over there. So I'm out there. You won't miss me. All right. And since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Vince Vetrano. And be sure to follow him on Twitter at Vince Vetrano and on Instagram at VVetrano to see all of his fun Days musings. You will definitely need that come summertime when Days is preempted for the Olympics for two weeks. But never fear, soap fans, there's always something soapy for you to enjoy. Like the first soap opera to go back to its roots as an audio drama, Forever and a Day. It's back for season two, and this Friday, don't miss a special standalone episode about our favorite bad girl, Stephanie Markham, who's played by friend of the show and past guest, Christina Sullivan, who's also a Day's super fan. You can find Forever and a Day on all the same podcasting platforms you can find this show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. So catch up on on your favorite residents in Augustus, like Caitlin Harper, or her Aunt Melanie, played by the incomparable Beth Ellers. And don't miss her reunion with her guiding light brother, Frank Dicopolis, this season. Speaking of forever and a day, Darrell Anthony, aka Antoine, and I have so much soap news to cover that we didn't even get to talk about to Ryan naming their baby after me on YNR. So enjoy our chat about the last week in soaps right now. Let's try this again, guys. We're live. I've got my TH Valentine shirt, my mug, of course, and let's just get to this. <laughs> I love that opening. I cannot get enough of it. I was over here like posing with all the things. Yeah. It brings back so many memories for me when I was younger. 
Yeah, and that was sort of the point of this show and why I really spent a lot of time uh, working on that. And hopefully it all worked out well and everyone can see that, as you may have noticed in the last video. Things don't always work. And it's the funny thing about engineering your own show and all of this is that you can't necessarily see that until it's out there. <laughs> I, I I love the video. I think you did such an incredible job with it. It's almost like a love letter to soaps, right? Because I feel like yeah. we have spent um, so many years watching them and loving them and thinking about, you know, when I heard the GH theme, mm -hmm. you know, it's very, it's very different nowadays. And, you know, I know yeah. a lot of um, change their themes, particularly because of, uh, you know, financing reasons or to tell more story. Um, but Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives are still staples to this day. Oh yeah, the well, same. Yeah. Well, so it's always good to hear that. But I am Darrell Anthony, everybody. It's so nice to speak to all of you guys again. All right. Yeah, and since uh, I didn't even introduce myself, since this may be your first time tuning, I'm Lucretia Lyon. So yes, and we are Believe in Soap Operas. Woo! And it, it's funny, I put... There's a lot of good news in soaps this week. So let's just start out with the ratings. These, this is the best deal of ratings we've had for this, the January 25th week. Yeah. And yeah, so like things are looking up. And like we say, they're investing in the soaps. I mean, they, they made a mug for my favorite character on GH. Of yeah. course, because who wouldn't be your, who wouldn't want Valentine as their Valentine? <laughs> that's, that's actually such clever marketing, giving it yeah. out to many people <laughs> over at GH. I love um, that the show, the soaps are having this resurgence. You know, uh, Lucretia and I spoke about this before on the show that soaps are now really starting to come back. You know, they started with the history of soaps um, and then they kind of moved on from that with the most recent news with um, Pine Valley coming back. Yeah. You know, Lucretia hasn't seen today's GH, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> uh, but um, if you've been on Twitter, then you've probably seen, um, I believe it was actually trending, a uh, specific character from All My Children uh, was kind of referenced today. Oh. Um, uh, and I believe it might have been their hands that they showed. So it was kind of a well-kept secret and very well done today, uh, which opened up a flood of other questions about how Pine Valley and everything is going to go, but really great job to our soaps uh, for performing well um, in the current ratings. Um, I think that just shows their longevity. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I remember that being a good week for all the soaps. I mean, as yeah. best as they can with Bold. Uh, you know, as yeah. we know, I have a very hate-hate relationship with that one oh God, Not even love-hate. Yeah. Uh, Bold and the Beautiful is so... <laughs> I feel like Bold and the Beautiful are great at the shock value, but yeah. they are not loyal to their fans on long-term service, um, which is very upsetting. Uh, I love Bold and Beautiful. I would love a chance to work on there with them, but it also scares me because I know that they don't necessarily always invest in African-American characters over there, um, which I think is a lot of people, you know, we spoke about it last week, mm -hmm. a lot of people being kind of burnt out by how they treated the Avants. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting show, but I agree with you. You're not the only one, Lucretia, who feels that way as usual. I know, like there's so much I respect, especially with a lot of the actors, uh, like Thorsten Kay and Scott Clifton and Jackie. I mean, these people are so good. Rena Sofer, I mean, and they're so good with this this funny material. And I say funny and not like the Rita Redner funny, like, <laughs> but but the uh, just not not necessarily my fave. It's more of the reality show audience. So, and I understand why it's popular because that's popular, but that's not really my thing. 
Although thinking of uh, like Y&R, I like Victoria and I didn't like that standalone. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think the issue for Y&R, I actually ended up missing the standalone, but I did hear a lot about it. Um, I, uh, Young and the Restless has tried to do a lot of standalones in the past couple of years. They did one with Billy. Um, yeah, they got Jason his Emmy. Like, yeah. but that was the only good one. <laughs> right, but they've done a they've done a few others, and I think the thing about GH, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'm so ready to talk GH. I'm assuming um, <laughs> it's the, the best. Y and R for me is the standalone episodes kind of just come out of nowhere. And normally you would think that would be a good thing in terms of storytelling, but like, it's not good in this case. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. And I think again, I hate to say this, but Corona hasn't necessarily been good for Y&R. The social yeah. on the show has really affected the show as well as Bold. Um, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking about Bold and you were naming like Rita <laughs> Sofer and all them, yeah. I was like, my God, what could someone like Rena Sofer, uh, someone like Thorsten Kay, and someone like Jackie McKinnis Woods, yeah. what would they do on a show like General Hospital, given just a little bit stronger material? What could well, Jacqueline we've seen what Rena can do on General Hospital, and now's the time for her to come. I mean, I was surprised that we didn't get like more lowest mentions with Brooklyn getting her throat slashed and things like that. I mean, and, and, it, and I get that they, because Olivia and her are very similar, but why not have them? It's not why like not? Nina and Carly don't have so much in common. They do. Yeah. Um, you know, same, uh, I, I agree with that. You know, even when they brought Olivia Jerome back on for Ava, yeah. they were very similar. And so for me, what I think would be would be good. I really do wish Rena, you know, her next contract renewal, it'll end and she'll go back to GH. Uh, yeah. You know, or she'll find a way to make herself recurring and kind of do both like Wally Kurt does. I think that she could really be used over there. You know, I I also hope Thorsten, you know, maybe wants to be able to check in to Pine mm -hmm. Valley when it comes back. Cause I think that that'll be um, interesting. So yeah, I mean, look, we've had a very interesting week in soaps. Uh, a lot has been going on on soap Twitter. I know your favorite man, Mr. Roger Howard. Well, one of your favorite men because you have quite yeah, a few. Yeah, because we know. Um, he won a, mm -hmm. Right, he won a poll. Um, so you <laughs> Well, I feel like we really won the poll and I was so mad at myself, but this is how, you know, I really have the COVID brain going on. I mean, I didn't even make a Green Hornet joke about Britt Reed, the uh, Chiefs coach. And I was yeah. like, wait, it took me like two days to put that together, that that's the name of the Green Hornet. So yeah. again, I apologize. I should have initially tweeted it as the super poll because as uh, Franco suggested to Liz, uh, would she still love him if he lost his hair? It's his best feature. And then she's like, no, it's not. He's like, I know, it's my butt. So, of course, it was important to ask the Rojos, as we're called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what is Franco's best feature there, his hair or his butt? And the results were surprising. Yeah, I definitely chose butt. Um, Me too. <laughs> I, here's the thing. What's so interesting is Roger has such an endearing quality about him. We've heard for years how people yeah. talk about working with him and how when they're working with him, he just kind of ad-libs and he goes off on tangents. And I, I'm always like, 
every female actress he works with, congrats to them because they're actually working with one of the most talented, gifted actors in daytime when it comes to male actors. Like he is really good. And I I personally love acting and working with someone who ad libs like that because they keep yeah. you on your um, that I can see that for the first time and honestly what feels like years, Rebecca Hurst is having fun. And you can always tell when people are having fun with their significant other on screen and you can see her having fun. I, I uh, When I filmed The Nurses Ball with them, it was a few years ago. Um, it, it was right when Hudson West first came on as Jake. Oh, yeah. and uh, Camara project situation. Um, oh yeah, that was a good one because yeah. uh, Griffin was part of the uh, Magic Milo's wands or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, this is what my, where my brain goes. And Valentine was there. I mean, it was definitely top five hotties in the show, all in that one episode. Because Drew, but he was Jason yeah. then, wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm? Drew thought he was Jason. Uh, Helena was still kind of coming in as a ghost. So when I when I saw them there, I remember them having so much fun. And Roger is such a wisecrack. Like he's just joking during filming and just messing with people. But they love him and he's so beloved. So yeah, I think that it's and great that his hair won. His ass is great though, because again, I saw it in person. It looks really nice. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because his hair won at 55%, uh, basically. So so it was pretty close. And, and I agree. I mean, I I would have put both, but we all know that would have won. So I felt like we should have, you know, just hedged our bets. But wow. yeah, it, it's funny. That's why I like Roger working with Ken so much. Making Franco Scott's son was probably one of the best decisions because they're both that sort of actor, that fun. And that's why it would be nice to see him more with James Patrick Stewart for, you know, I guess selfish reasons. But no, he but is that guy. Yeah. Like, and that's why I love, you know, Frizz, obviously. They have their mention on my shirt. Um, yes. I love um, it. Because, yeah, like you say, Becky looks like she's having fun. And bless her heart, she really went through some stuff as an actress on the show with, you know, the three baby daddies, Lucky, Nicholas. I mean, there was so much. So it's nice to have her come back around to something fun. And, and I think that's why we like Frizz is they are sort of the fun couple. While they have some dark stories they've obviously dealt with because these actors can bring it. I like the fact that they can have these funny little moments about his hair and his butt and their, their family is just adorable. Yeah. Their family is really adorable. Yeah. And I'm excited for, you know, them to come out of like this storyline. So, you know, maybe we can talk about them getting a baby of their own. Um, you know, maybe Elizabeth and, and, and Franco can, you know, live that life as that couple. And, you know, they start dealing with real family issues. You know, I would like to get back to the Aiden storyline yeah. about what was, going, what was going on with him. You know, was he dealing with his sexuality? I think maybe that storyline might have been dropped due to the actor's age and they wanted him yeah. to be a little bit older. Um, but I believe that was the tellings of a good story and, you know, dealing with maybe Cameron and maybe he ends up sleeping with Trina and she gets pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh. very <laughs> yeah. Destiny and Matthew. Cameron and yes. Trina give me very Destiny and Matthew vibes from One Life to Live for all of you out there who watched Yeah, I love that. That was cute. It's very them. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that goes. But Lucretia, this is very interesting. We've had a crazy week in news and soaps. Oh my um, God. There's so much to cover, guys, so you have to bear with us because we're going to get through this. So let's talk a little bit of good news first. I already alluded to the Pine Valley. Yeah. Uh, and I'll um, close my ears so you should reveal the character. <laughs> yeah. So 
the Pine Valley reboot is going to be very interesting, guys. Earlier, I did state, this is a spoiler alert, on General Hospital Day, we did see the hands of Dimitri Merrick, um, and we also saw Dimitri sending a letter uh, of Alex Merrick's last will and testament. Um, Soap Twitter blew up. It was crazy. Now, we didn't see Dimitri's face. We didn't even, like, get for sure confirmation, but they were writing a letter and they put D. Merrick uh, hungry on behalf of uh, Dr. Alexandra Merrick. Um, and they're sending information back to Peter. So they said that Pine Valley might be the Riverdale of AMC. The reason I'm tired- Yeah, that's how I put it. I was like, oh, it's gonna be dark and yeah. uh, gritty, but I like that because I liked yeah. Riverdale until they got rid of all the hot dads. <laughs> right. Um, so I think though, it, it could be very good. I think that a lot of people started speculating today, what if Peter is the son of Dimitri and Alex? You know, P Dimitri had a crazy son on All My Children as well. So it'll be interesting. They were like, maybe you can get him off of there and push Peter over to Pine Valley, which, you know, like you said, <laughs> there are people who are Peter fans and they're hoping that some cast members from General Hospital can fade in and out of Pine Valley as well, you know, to yeah. get that point. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Kelly Ripa did reveal that it's gonna be a darker show. I found those words very interesting because All My Children could already be a dark show on its own in daytime. Now yeah. I think maybe what she should have used is it'll be a little bit more sexier, a little bit more mm -hmm. risque because on prime time, if you've seen How to Get Away with Murder, they did like a, a sex scene where someone went down on someone and you kind of saw it going on. Um, they did it also on Grey's Anatomy. So if they're meaning that we're gonna see not completely what happened to Robert uh, Scott Wilson. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was too uh, hot to be Petey Cortland. I mean, I love him as Ben Weston, but I was like, when did Petey get the six pack? <laughs> and he got a blowjob on the on yeah. you know camera. So I I think that maybe she means somewhere in between what all my children was mm. and what it became online is probably what we're going to see. So I think that maybe her wording was a little off there, but I don't think fans have to be worried about all my children being supernatural or anything like that, because we're <laughs> going to have a little bit yeah. of supernatural to it. And I don't think we're going to see that. Um, well, and it's of. funny because Riverdale did sort of start that off a little bit and then they went the other way because Sabrina, it's just like Port Charles started out as normal and then went into supernatural. So, yeah. it, so it is interesting, but yeah, I, I believe that Pine Valley will be grounded. And that's interesting that you bring up Dimitri and Alex, uh, possibly Peter being their son. I mean, again, timelines are meaningless on the show. So, so that's the only thing that doesn't line up to me. But I still think, especially because he has the same haircut, I still feel like they're going to make Peter Valentine's because it was known that they slept together before the Faison incident because he did give Peter away. So to Faison to get back at Anna. Uh huh. So I, at I least that, that timeline lines up. But with Dimitri, I'm like, I remember that. <laughs> Well, that's why I think that it'll be good for Peter to actually end up being Valentine. Um, honestly, his Valentine's part of his downfall. That's what I like is he pretty well is like, I know what's up. Right. Well, here's the thing. And I'll say this. And I think that maybe fans would have preferred this. If Peter would have been Anna and Valentine's, people would not have been as upset as it being Anna and Faison, specifically yeah. because... Anna would have never, mind control or not, slept with Faison. It just wasn't a thing. This man terrorized yeah. her for 
years. So to give them a love child just kind of seemed well, Very and I don't think it was ever supposed to really be Anna because of the memory with the Alex. So I feel, and I, that's why I, I guess, was less angry. And I think I, I'm going to have someone on to talk about the psychology of the Peter drama <laughs> yeah. uh, because she, she is she has Peter derangement syndrome. <laughs> and, and it'll be fun because I guess, because I never accepted the fact that I was like, no, Anna's, Anna never slept with Faison. It's Alex. Like this whole thing is Alex. And just like Valentine, I guess, you know, you think alike is like, no, I just never accepted that to be the truth. So it didn't bother me as much. Right. And I'm like, oh, but Alex and Valentine, because especially Valentine has this guilt about Peter already. So it's yeah. sort of doing the guilt of a parent storyline again, just much better. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. isn't it crazy how like crazy that kind of went down in terms of remember when they um almost made it for like a few weeks seem like robin wasn't her child and robin might have been alex's yeah that was so dumb like i, I mean so i love you gh but that was dumb people were upset and i understand that the writers want to kind of mess with you but i was just like that's not funny like that's <laughs> Bitch, that's not that funny. Yeah. Robin, Robin Scorpio is Anna's daughter. Like that's that's never up for debate. That's never up for confusion. However, I do want to give a shout out to Fanola who played the thought process of that so beautifully. Yeah, like, she's what, so good. What she's had to go through in this character development, even though I'm sure in her mind, she's like, oh, why am I Peter's <laughs> mom? Why am I sat up with this story? But she is, <laughs> she's handling it so well. And I think all the actors are handling it. And shout out to the writers for fully realizing how the audience feels about Peter and really uh, putting that into the stories and the lines that are and the dialogue that is happening. Yeah. Um, finally being like, actually, I think Dante's right. I think I'm just doing this because I miss Nathan, which is the story beat that Maxie was originally supposed to take and did not. Like, I think yeah. Maxie was supposed to take that beat originally and say like, wait a minute, am I getting with this guy because he's his brother's brother? Like, like, what am I doing? Like, and now she's finally taking that story beat. So I expect the double wedding to be really fun. Yeah, and that's what they were actually filming uh, this past week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot, I mean, Twitter got in a, you know, happy tiz thinking that Wes was leaving the show after something he posted, but of course that was corrected. And you've seen James Patrick Stewart filming his uh, Friday readings in his suit. And I know I've talked to some people who were there and had said that's what's been going on. So uh, this wedding that will happen probably I'm guessing at the end of February sweeps here. It, there's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff going to happen and I'm, I'm actually really excited and GH has done that and that's why I do see why you know they're, they're getting nominated for awards and everything because they are really stepping it up they really are. And what I like is, you know, the resurgence into ABC daytime, as we've been yeah. talking about it, you know, with GH yeah. being the only soap, then bringing back Pine Valley. And also they're adding more stars to the uh, Broadway for Broadway Cares uh, that they're putting more stars on. So talk to us about some of the stars you're excited that they're bringing on, Lucretia. I love that they added Finola because that yeah. was not something I was expecting, but she's this great dancer. So, so why would she not be doing this? Yeah. And, and yeah, to me, it's really nice to see everybody involved 
And all of a sudden, because it's like, yeah, they totally forgot about their their soaps for so long. But this was always a fun event because I'm a big like musical person. So yeah. like I love me some Broadway. So so this is one of those things that I actually can't wait for. And yeah, it's, yeah. It, I do like that you have like like Steve Burton. I mean, because people forget how funny he is. Like Egan and, and yeah. And he's also um, you know, he plays with Port Chuck. Um, the yeah. group that they, that they had uh, with Bradford Anderson, uh, Scott Reeves, and uh, Brandon Barash, actually. So yeah. to me, I'm just like, start using all these talents. And there's so many talented people. A lot of the ABC soaps, especially those that used to be in New York City, yeah. um, and, and GH as well, because of the connection through Broadway, most of them were theater and Broadway trained uh, before they went to the soaps. Yeah, so, like Happy uh, Breyer, Renee Goldsberry of Hamilton, guys. She was Evangeline Williamson on One Life to Live, one of my favorite characters of all time. I loved Being Evangeline. Tongue, like, yeah. <laughs> and hated how they did her. Um, yeah, you know, me too. Uh, I like This is one of those where I got angry on the internet before there was a Twitter about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was pretty pissed. Um, you know, we also saw... Um, you know, uh, uh, with Kathy Breyer, what you were just saying, you know, the yeah. representation that she had being a bigger girl on screen. For me, that was just so good. Tika Sumter, everyone, movie star, television show, having to have not Tika Sumter started on One Life to Live. Yeah, and she's like the only one we've not, that, that we've mentioned that isn't in this lineup for Broadway Cares, which is crazy because Renee and Kathy will be making an appearance, guys. But yeah, I love Tika. Like they were like a good sister duo that they just never did right. They, they were, they were, it, One Life had a lot of potential. And it's so sad oh. to see, you know, uh, that it's no longer with us. But hopefully, the success of Pine Valley will maybe bring forth the success of Landview. And we'll be talking about that mm -hmm. soon, hopefully. Uh, but some sad news um, Tyler Christopher was arrested. Um, and I'm very yeah. sad about that. Yeah, I really hated to bring it up, but I felt like we needed to be a little even handed because we brought up the Aaron Hersey Presley Karen moment. Um, and that's what that really means. Uh, people on Twitter, um, I'm the opposite of a Karen, <laughs> but hilarious to be yeah. called one. <laughs> yeah, not a Karen at all. But, but yeah, like, and this was one of those things that I've tried to be very delicate with when it's brought up about when he was interested in, in coming back to daytime and had mentioned it, but I, I tried to be like, well, guys, I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, Marcus is doing a great job. There's not a problem there. Like I just in same thing with Brandon over playing Stefan and then Jake taking him over from Tyler. So I didn't see it. And knowing a little bit of what was going on again, center seeing some of it, it, it is unfortunate what happened, and but I hopefully he gets the help that he needs. But this is why he's not on General Hospital and not on days. And that has a lot to do with it. And that's sort of what I wanted to explain to people. So, like, let's elevate Brandon and Marcus, who are doing a good job, but also wish Tyler well. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very sad. Uh, mm -hmm. Tyler Christopher, I've met a few times. He's incredibly kind. Um, alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. Um, so many people are affected by alcohol and drugs in the world. Um, unfortunately, you know, Tyler has continued to find himself where he cannot get out of this rut. So as his fans, as his friends, as his colleagues, as people who worked with him, we just have to continue to pray for him, continue to send love to him. Um, you know, and surround him with that good energy because I do want Tyler Christopher to come out of this for the better. I want him to come out yeah. on the other side 
And I fucking want to see him back on my screen, not necessarily as Stefan, Jake, or, or Nicholas, because I think, as you said, Brandon Barash and also um, Marcus Coloma are doing a stand-up job playing those roles. But you know, I think that maybe you know Tyler will find work elsewhere um, and be able to. Actor. Actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. He's so talented, and he is very easy on the eyes. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I really pray for his his safety and his well-being, and I wish him all the best. Yeah, and like you say, I mean, he, he's a great actor. Um, hopefully he is getting the help he needs now, and we will see him uh, when he recovers. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so off the sad news. <laughs> yeah. Good news. Uh, so there was a little bit of good news, bad news for Days fans this week in terms of news that came out. Um, a couple of it was uh, Jackie Harry and the family that they are creating. Yes, I know she. Listen, so I've heard a little inside scoop. A little inside scoop. I'm pulling the window Williams. Come closer. Mm -hmm. So a little inside scoop is is that Jackie, you know, Jackie <laughs> on the show is like being on set. She's giving so much energy. I spoke to a couple of people working over there, and they said. Jackie is the most positive person that they have had on that set in a very long time. She yeah. comes in, she's a consummate professional. Everyone feels lucky to work with her. Her energy is bubbling and she's exactly what you get. And I, I, I cannot wait to see this character and this new family come onto the show. Well, I, I'm, I'm very excited. And I kind of hope that she is a love interest for Abe after all of what you just said, because James Reynolds is that person at days. So it's yeah. so nice because that's one of those things that you can't have too much of that. Oh, mm -hmm. here's another positive team player. No one's like, oh, nah. no, you're like, yes. And those people work the best together because all they do is elevate one another. So, and I even see her already active on Twitter, being a cheerleader for the show, just like he does. And mm -hmm. like Christian Alfonso, I feel like she's filling that role because she used to do yeah. that. And yeah. you know, now that she's gone, great. We have someone else in taking the reins because Katie McLean is really doing that. But I know with her being, being a recast is a little bit harder than coming into a new role. As, right. because you're not trying to step on anybody's toes or anything. Yeah, and we don't know how long, speaking of Katie McLean, we yeah. don't know how long um, that she's gonna be there. You know, as of right now, she is on contract, um, but you know, it could be a short-term contract until Melissa Reeves decided to come back and Melissa Reeves could decide not to come back. I don't know. Yeah. I will say, um, I'm very happy that Katie got to play these bits with the current story with Jack and Jennifer, but yeah. I also that Melissa Reeves, who regardless of her political affiliation and things that she said, she's also a really good actress. Yeah. And we did not get to see her play these beats with all the history her and Matthew Ashford share. But I think Katie was the perfect person to come in and replace her. And she's been doing such a great job. And I do believe looking at her now that she is Jennifer. Um, you know, a, a lot of fans are upset as they believe that this week might mark the death of Laura Harden. Um, oh. It's been kind of going around. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I say that next week, Lucretia and I will talk to you guys about that if that's what happens. Um, oh. But it should be interesting. Linda Dano, how do you feel about yes. Linda Dano? I love it because, and this is what I love about the character of Vivian Alamein. And I'm a new viewer, so I've had to go back and kind of, and then get history from other days fans because I'm I'm one of your your pandemic uh, panders, I guess about days. Pandemic, <laughs> but, by the way. pandemic yeah. panders. 
Yeah. yeah, I was like, I feel like that fits. But yeah, I always loved Linda Dando. She's a uh, soap royalty. So just like Robin Strasser, when you need to fill in for a role like Vivian Alamein, who do you go to? These ladies. And yeah, this is fun because this is such a dark storyline in one sense, kidnapping of the twins. I mean, poor Eli and Lonnie. But she's just so good and so funny. I mean, Days was really out there last week with the Susan Banks. And but to me, a lot of these things just show how great of actors they have. Like, I love the 90s flashback, by the way, like Emily O'Brien, uh, Emily O'Brien. Sorry, I may have had a, a little bit of whiskey um, in no my class. <laughs> Her American accent was flawless. I love the way that Marcy and Katie played the whole thing. I mean, it was just all really good. And, so Marcy, and Marcy gave a shout out to Melissa Reeves, Jennifer, during that yeah. time with the hairdo. Like, I felt like it was just so well done that you were like, yeah, that's Jennifer. And yeah, that's Laura. Like, that's who these people are. And I don't think that that flashback would have worked if Melissa would have played the role of Laura. I think that Katie playing Laura yeah. works so perfectly. Um, so, so you know, you, you win some and you lose some in situations because I, I thought that that was good. Um, you know, right now, there's a little bit of change in the guard for Days of Our Lives. Um, Bruce Evans, uh, who's in yeah. charge of Days of Our Lives, he's exiting. And like, that's crazy to me. Like, he has been in charge of Days of Our Lives, I feel like, or in charge of that programming block since I've known. So. What do you feel is gonna happen? Do you get nervous normally? Um, I know that that's yeah. happening over at DH2. Do you get nervous when uh, the change in the guard happens on networks? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's got to make anybody nervous, especially since, you know, Greg Ming was let go not too long ago. And yeah. NBC, like, they invested in the app and doing extra stuff with days, but they've kind of like fallen off of that. So, like, this is why I say good news, bad news for days fans, because something like this, I mean, maybe they are, as it put, restructuring, but. Most of us know when it comes to jobs, like that's that's a, a fancy term for, yeah, we may be getting rid of this whole thing. But to me, yeah. when you realize, like, what do they have in place of there? And, and when you see stuff like Peacock, why isn't Passions on there? Because that's probably one of the more popular 90s soap spinoffs. As much as I wish it was Fort Charles, Passions has that fan base. And that's something that I was surprised to not see show up on Peacock when when that's something people still talk about. It's mm. a big deal. And so I feel like ABC and CBS have certainly reinvested in daytime. And CBS has kind of always been a little bit better right. about being invested, even though I prefer the ABC ones, but I see their resurgence. I'm not getting that same feeling from NBC. So this is what worries me. But maybe the whole talk about Peacock, maybe Days goes to Peacock. I don't know. So maybe that's yeah. part of it. I don't. Well, I would hate that in, in a way because a lot of fans who still watch Days, they're, in, they're over 60 and they don't have access to an internet app or anything like that. You know, there are older people out there still with flip phones um, that that don't, you know, have access to things like that. I put like my Hulu on for my grandma so she could watch the shows and just oh, let her okay. use my account. Right. I mean, that's what people are gonna have yeah. to do. It's gonna be up to us to make sure the older generation is able to keep up with the show if that happens. Um, listen, I think Days of Our Lives is going to be okay. Um, I think that as long as they continue to perform and get awards and keep interest. And listen, Days of Our Lives just got a WGA nomination um, yeah. with, you know, Ron Carlevati at the helm, uh, which we have some interesting 
<laughs> a new segment. Uh, speaking of our let him run. What? Yes. Uh, it's so juicy. It's going to be so juicy. Like I'm, My mouth is watering. Um, but also General Hospital, congratulations yeah. to them too, as well for um, getting uh, the WGA nomination. I think as long as Days of Our Lives can continue to maintain that, I think they're going to be okay. You know, we already know that there's going to be a surge in Days ratings once um, Allison Sweeney premieres again. Yeah. Um, you know, Allison Sweeney brings with her those ratings. Um, so, I mean, that's what happens. You, you get the heavy hitters in there and they bring the ratings. You know, that's why I'm hoping, you know, with Sin right now, they're bringing the ratings yeah. because Victoria Tonafall is back. And I'm hoping that, you know, Christian Alfonso maybe could step back in or even Peter Reckel could step back in. I, I would like to see some old hats from days come back for those ratings. And, you know, I love Stacey Haddock. I believe she's doing an amazing job as Susan and Kristen. But I just think in terms of ratings, if they could get Eileen Davidson back for a short time, um, and I'm not saying for her to take over the role, but Ron is such an incredible writer. I'm sure he would find some way to have these two women on a canvas at one time and kind of be like, Tale of two gods, tale of two Jasons, tale of twins when it comes to like, you know, and they're all twins. I mean, Absolutely. why not have another twin? I mean, he, he's done this so many times before and just recently with Jake and Stefan. So yeah. why not? Our little Stefania, the little. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I, and I feel like that he would do that and, and have, you know, it's a story idea. Ron, if you do it, yeah. you have to give him credit. But, you know, I could see Eileen coming in and her being still the crazy Kristen. And then the other girl is like, I'm Kristen too, but like, I'm like the good side. I don't know. I just feel like it could be done to a point where I could see Eileen's Kristen coming in being like, you're sleeping with someone who was almost your stepson. Like, <laughs> you, you can't forget There's that. There's a reason I put the uh, John and Kristen wedding photo in the opening because, I, uh, you know, I'm shady. That's why I felt like we had to do the shade room. <laughs> well, right. Well, yeah. well, technically that photo was John and Susan. Susan dressed up like Kristen. It's a oh. whole story, but for people in the 90s, Susan dressed up um, like Kristen and almost married John, but Kristen also herself was engaged to be married to John, and Susan kidnapped her at the last minute and replaced her. Um, but oh, that's funny. And see, I didn't even know all those nuances because I'm like, I'm a newer days viewer, but I thought, oh, this is funny. There's a lot of little shady things <laughs> that I do. And now for our new segment, the Shade Room Days and Soaps Edition. <laughs> We're going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. So let's talk shady shit. Dude, <laughs> Maurice Bernard and Ron Carlevati. Let's give, okay, Lucretia, give people history on why Ron might feel the way he do toward Maurice Bernard. Well, so what's funny to me is I was actually unaware of their issues because mm -hmm. I knew about how he and Anthony Gary didn't get along and he called him the writer and I love Ron. Um, so again, no shade at you, Ron, was just laying out the facts, you know, you know, we're Wendy William and up in here, yeah. bear with us. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I I've known for him not to get along with leading men and leading ladies. Um, and that's that's the nature of the business. Not, I mean, I know I get in trouble for saying uh, the idea that people might not get along. Oh, and that's that's you don't get along with everybody you work with either. That that's the nature of the business. But I, I did some investigative reporting. Uh, uh, basically, I like went through all the. I love just reading tweets of people yeah. like, like commenting on this. That's why I felt like we had to do it. 
And best I could tell, there was a GH fan club fantasy event or something where where Mo indicated that that Ron didn't like him very much, so he you know, suggested they find somebody else. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. That, that, that happened. I mean, here's the thing. Ron Carlevati is going to write for everyone. Yeah. And a lot of times, love to Maurice, love to all of those people. A lot of times, Ron will backseat those same, those people who are the same people over and over again. Yeah. Like, Ron gives them the backseat. Um, you know, when Ron was on GH, he put... Uh, Lisa Lociero in the front, which is why she loves him so much. She commented yeah. as well. Yeah, she did too. Love you. Um, so I think that there are people at certain shows, like for instance, let's talk about days. There's Christian <laughs> Alfonso, who clearly had been ridden as a lead for years, yeah. and Ron kind of gave her a backseat, even though he gave her a leading story with Princess Gina. It just wasn't good. Um, and then. <laughs> You had um, Ron go over to GH, and you know people like Kelly Thabad, people like Mara West, Lisa Lociero, Fanola Hughes. They are grateful to Ron. He brought them back. Um, you know Nancy Lee Grand. He put her in like a hot lean storyline with Julian. So those people love Ron. But and what with Brad too, he gave Brad a backstory tied to Asian Quarter storyline. And that's the thing is with Brit and Brad, those characters that I really like because I was like, did he create them? I think too, and and I really enjoyed that. And so that's where I'll say that that guess what? You're not gonna like everything's everybody do, everything somebody does, and you're not gonna like everybody they like or or vice versa. But it was it was funny to me. I mean, I'm sorry. I was like, I love Mo, but I thought it was funny. Well, I love when they go yeah. back and forth. I mean, a little bit more shade that I, I kind of yeah. want to talk about about going back and forth actually <laughs> is uh, Lamone actually from Days of Our Lives, mm -hmm. um, Eli, he actually made a point to bring up the fact that uh, you know, people are already basically talking shit about Jack A uh, being yeah. on the show. A lot, of, a lot of fans who don't think we need another black family or we think that they're doing like a woke thing. Um, Seriously? what What is wrong with these fans? Like, like some of y'all so woke, you need to take a nap. Like, or, so nap. It, it, yeah. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all cannot be, like, how is it adding another black family is just going to hurt your eyes? Y'all have oh, got to get over your racism. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's and just. And is the one that needs to improve and bold, too. I mean, you know, YNR and GH are doing well. Like, they take us, you know, yeah. They, they, they got it together. So I'm just like, why wouldn't you want it to be a multicultural? And you think about it, maybe these people don't have color in their world because of how they feel or grew up or whatever. So maybe they don't want to see it on their soaps. But guess what? The real world, everyone intermixes. I mean, look at your co-host right here. Yeah. We're very different, but so much alike. And and I think that that's what makes the world beautiful. So guys, we've got to get on board with it and like stop tweeting because here's what's happening. You're starting to tweet at your favorite soap stars, and they are starting to tell you to go get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, at this point, do not care. You telling them, I am not going to watch for you, they don't care. Um, they don't you know, owe you shit, and you know, if you don't want to watch, that's your prerogative. Why do you feel the need to announce that? Like, No one cares. And you don't even have a picture of yourself on your fucking profile. So oh, I know. It's like, you don't use your real name, you don't use your picture, nobody cares about your opinion when it comes to that. I mean, if you want to, you know, be positive and support things, everybody likes you. That Nothing wrong with that. You can use whatever name you want. If you're like, Lamone Archie is super 
super hot. Okay. Well, I agree. But yeah, I hate when people want to bring up the the soaps and the, the, you know, that they don't need more diversity. I'm sorry. I am one of the few white soap fans I know. And yeah. so guess what, people? I know a lot of people and I know a lot of people who watch soaps. So guess what? It would be much better for soaps to reflect the people who actually watch it. Not a bunch of blonde haired or brunette white women because that yeah. is part of it, but that's not all of it. That, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm glad you said that. It's, it's so crazy and you know, you saw in the 90s, for example, Young and the Restless really thrived because yeah. of African women watching, uh, you know, uh, Victoria Rowell speaks about it all the time. And she spoke about the situations that she's went through over there. And it's still crazy to this day. We're still talking about, this is the first black writer. I believe Bold and the Beautiful has one black writer um, uh, and with Michelle who works over there. And I believe that day, uh, General Hospital has one black writer as well, Charlotte Gibson, who yeah. most people didn't even know was black um, until like they put out a picture of all of them. Um, I don't think Young and the Restless has one yet. Uh, or no, no, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. And, and GH, you know, they at least have, um, you know, an Asian American uh, who is, uh, you know, co-writing with him. I'm not sure if they have any black writers, but the thing is, it's like- And Davis has a few, um, yeah. Yeah, you want the room to reflect what the world is. You don't want a bunch of white people, you know, I remember, when Curtis first appeared on General Hospital, and I spoke to Donnell, and they oh, had I him. Love him. Uh, he's so fine. But I had him, they, they they had him saying a bunch of like black quips, and he was just like, "Yo, homie!" Like he he was doing things, and he was just like, "I need to talk to them because this isn't how people talk." And when they first had him, and that's how they were writing the character of Curtis, as if he was like this, "Yo, I'm a hip." like from down it was just it was this weird thing they had yeah. him doing and thank god that donnell you know is such a gifted actor he made it work but now he's also taken it and really made curtis's own and taking those lines and like really made it where it seems so natural but i know in the beginning he kind of you know struggled with that um that whole aspect yeah and, and like like i say like if if you have the job great but you know ask people if you're not sure how to write for somebody there is no harm in asking for help and that's something that that's always weird to me that people don't do their research or don't ask like like i understand the way things work you have a job unions all that like and yes you should work to get other people in that room and get them paid but guess what there are so many things you can do when you have that pen there's so yeah. many, listen guys, as, as the soap continues on, they're gonna continue to need new writers. At some point, everybody's gonna retire uh, when it comes to writing. They need young, hip, new writers. And you know, that's what, you know, that's what the goal is, um, to, to have that and to make things fresh and new. Um, you know, Brian Craig has been kind of <laughs> out on Twitter this weekend. I, like um, I know he's not so fresh and new. <laughs> not, not so fresh and new. Uh, Brian Craig, whom I love, by the way, I actually spent some yeah. time with Brian um, when we, uh, you know, went to a GH after party. He was he was a really sweet guy. Um, he actually uh, did some filming with Maurice this weekend. Uh, Bernard, who played his father Sonny on the show. Um, I think Brian portrayal of Morgan was so great and layered. The fact that they made him, they uh, he had uh, bipolar disease like Sunny yeah. was really great. It made sense because yeah, just like, like my dad, my brother, like that to me was a very relatable story to me, and right. I oh, yeah. as well. Like 
the way that he and Brian portrayed that, there's a reason Brian won an Emmy for that. Like he's a good actor, but bless yeah. his heart, as I texted you, that's why I felt like I had to bring this up. <laughs> no, Lucretia like texted me and I was like, girl. So for those of you who don't know, Brian Craig um, has definitely caused some uproar on Twitter. Um, again, this is actually kind of speaking to what I was talking about earlier about uh, when you're tweeting at soap fans and they're telling you to get fucked. Yeah. So Brian Craig was one of those early on who was kind of like, I'll meet you on the corner and fight you. I'll break your finger. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. And while I don't agree with the delivery. It's a shade room. Yeah, it is a shade room. While I don't agree with the delivery, I do think that that's a perfect example of not tagging soap fans, not doing certain things, uh, because at the end of the day, they are humans as well. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would really hate for Brian Craig to, to want to hurt someone. But I, I honestly, that's not the vibe I get from him. The vibe I get from him is he's not that person, um, and he wouldn't hurt people. Um, I think he's a very nice guy. So I think that you know he got heated. I actually believe the person might have been talking about his mom. I don't really remember, but it was like something that like mama. Uh uh. That's yeah. I think I think it was it was it was really weird. Um, <laughs> And then I think his mom did get involved in the fight too. It, it was crazy. Uh, but a lot of fans are hoping that Brian does not come back to the role as Morgan Corinthos. I actually hope he does. However, it's kind of like the character, um, and you probably remember this, Lucretia, being a lifelong fan of GH, uh, <laughs> the character of Lily. Um, yeah. Who wife. It's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm great friends with Lily Melgar and I asked her, would you ever go back to GH? And she said, I don't know. She said, because I feel like if I went back to GH, it would be a problem because my character is the reason why Sonny is the way he is. Yeah. My, my character's death made Sonny Corinthos the Sonny Corinthos he is. She said, so for me, going back to that type of life, like, like going back and being Lily, it kind of makes everything Sonny has done all these years and not. Like it, it makes it seem like it it, it wasn't needed. Um, I know there's been teases of bringing Lily back through all these years. So the same thing with Morgan for me, if they brought Morgan back, I would kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I agree. And the same thing with Kiki. As much as I love Haley Aaron and felt like she was so great in the role, I would be fine with her coming back as someone else. Because to me, Kiki's death, just like Morgan's death, there's so much impact from that. And yeah. to me, that is what made these people the way they are now, especially Ava and all of like what she went through with Ryan. To just erase that, all that character development. And with Morgan, like, it really was a ripple effect more with story. I will say, like, unfortunately, with Sonny and Carly, they've not changed that much since Morgan's death. But I do feel like the impact, I mean, you know, now that I mentioned it, I was like, wait, as I say this, do I feel the same way? It was a great impact, like, overall, but, but there really wasn't that much character development. And then they could get, I'm, like, reworking my own idea. Well, then they can quit blaming Ava for it and just shut the hell up. So, you know what? They maybe bring Morgan back. I mean, yeah. I I don't feel like he's necessary on the canvas because, you know, yeah. but maybe that will elevate Michael more because I know people give Michael crap. And um, I love Chad because he reminds me of my little brother, even though he's older than me. But it's uh, it's one of those that he can bring it. They're just not giving it to him. But maybe if they had that back and forth with Morgan again, maybe they would give it to him. I, I don't know. 
Well, no one wants to see Michael, sorry, Chad, in a um, sex storyline. Like, no one wants to see him, like, both um, Katie McCullen, who plays Willow, and um, uh, the young lady who plays Sasha, it literally just slipped my mind. Sophia Madsen. Sophia Madsen. Both of them are so very attractive that seeing them fight over Michael is just not believable. But yeah, them fighting right. with Chase, they're like, mm-hmm. all right, I get that. So yeah, that boxing scene, by the way, Chase, can, Chase, and his daddy, and oh, his, yeah. either daddy, either daddy, I'll take him. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would be interested to see how the stories, you know, kind of, kind of go. We all pretty much believe that Willow's going to be pregnant by Michael. Um, yeah, pretty much, you know. But you know, we we have Sasha kind of going into the Brando area. Uh, which was really I like cool. That. They look good together. Uh, just do. saying. And I don't, I don't know if you saw, but when I was watching GH last week, no Friday, uh, the actor who plays Brando, Johnny Wachter, <laughs> he had a commercial. Yeah, the garbage commercial. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it came on during the show, and I was like, that. I don't know if that promotion was meant to happen that way, but cool, cool if it did. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and if you haven't gotten your Gardasil people and you're in the right age range, do that. Um, I, I'll try to, like, I did film it. I'll try to put it in the show next week so people can see it uh, the best I can from filming it off my phone. Because for whatever reason, it wasn't on YouTube. And no. um, yeah, because I did look for it. Because it's a funny, I mean, uh, again, HPV is not funny, guys. You should get your Gardasil. But but it, uh, the commercial itself was a little funny to me. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really funny seeing him in it and his face, and he, it was really funny. Yeah. So, before we go, guys, we have to talk to you guys about our performers of the weeks and our losers and winners. Now, I want to be clear: when we say losers, we are talking about the characters rather than the actors. We are never going to uh, say that any actor is a loser because, as Lucretia and I both know how hard they work, so we just want to make sure you guys all kind of understand. But performer of the week, Lucretia, you want to tell who you believe the performer of the week is first? Yeah, it's funny. Like, it's so hard sometimes to narrow these things down because so many people are so good. But I am a big Gwen fan and I'm a big Emily O'Brien fan. I loved her on Y&R. She was very much a me type character that, uh, you know, I was I was going to make a Marilyn Manson reference, but that's something we shouldn't even bother with. So I'll just go like a goth girl, like like obsessed with serial killers. So I loved it. And I love this character. But when she was doing the American accent in the flashbacks, playing her mother, I was like, yes, Queen. I mean, yes, uh, as they yeah. say. And then Kirsten Storms uh, with Dante and at Nathan's grave. I'm like, yes, we are getting these moments we've always wanted. But kudos to Kristen for always, or Kirsten, <laughs> everybody's name is so close. Kirsten Storms, uh, everybody always giving 110% because she is so good even when the material is not and so it was nice to see her get that material and still put in that 110 percent well i love kirsten as you know she's like one of my good friends she uh, she's she's fantastic and i know that she's very excited about the upcoming storyline um and she loves working she loves being a gh she's very happy there guys uh she's very happy playing maxi and she 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 definitely is happy to give a payoff to this wonderful story coming up um but i would agree with you on emily o'brien i also want to highlight matthew ashford as performer of the week as well because for me 
Yeah, he really elevated in those scenes, yeah. He really elevated. And I want to say again, a lot of people, you know, gave Matthew Ashford kind of shit for years because they would always, you know, say, Melissa Reeves can survive without Matthew Ashford, but Matthew Ashford cannot survive without Melissa Reeves. Now we have a storyline where Matthew Ashford is the lead of the story and he is surviving without Melissa Reeves, but being elevated by Katie McLean. So I, I really want to give a shout out to Matthew for all the work that he's doing in this storyline. And I know that these storylines were child from the past or child, you know, from, you know, a, a, a fling comes back. I know those are hard, especially when you have a long character history oh. like Jack Devereaux. I know those, I know those stories for the actors have to be like, Daddy, Daddy. I was Daddy. really going to do an, a video and I still may, but I got a black eye out first. You, you should do that. And honestly, put a wig on everything and make it great. Um, but no, that, that happens, you know, when we were talking earlier about Fanola, I kind of feel that she might feel the same way. Like, and I got a kid from the past with Faison, really? Because when you've been playing this character so long, you then have to go back and reinvent their history, pretty much. So, I you mean, know, shout out. Carly and Nell, like. Same thing. It's just like, Carly has to go back and talk about Frank Vincent, someone she hasn't mentioned in a hundred years. Like, you know, you know, John Durant is her father, you know? And yeah, Corbin Burnson, but I did like those flashbacks with James Patrick Stewart as Frank. He got to really work his Al Bundy there. <laughs> yeah, he, he really did. Um, and I thought that was great. I mean, there are some honorable mentions. Um, you know, you talked earlier about uh, the scene with Robert Scott Wilson and Isabel Durant. Yeah. Uh, respectively. Um, talk to us about why you think that's so honorable and you love that scene. Well, to me, because I, I was like, you could tell they were having a really hard time, but God, are they consummate professionals. I mean, Robert even mentioned it on his Twitter about, yes, it was so difficult to keep a straight face during those scenes. But I mean, Stacey Hayduck is just so good, but it was just like, oh my God, they are like, I'm dying inside. It's so funny and it's so weird and it's so not us, but we're having to just go with it. And, and they both did a great job, both Robert and Isabel. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, cause that's, that's probably one of the hardest things to pull off. I mean, I, I agree. I love how characters recoil when Susan Banks comes around. You know, I was, so a few years ago, I was Susan Banks for Halloween um, and I was able to, <laughs> We share that both with Eileen Davidson and Stacey Haddock, and they both loved it. They both had great feedback about it. And I had the glasses and the teeth, and I was like, you're main, main woman, Miss Christian Demire. And it was so much fun to go around, and I had this dress on, and I, I just looked a complete mess. And it was just so much fun to do. So I know those type of characters, when you get to be silly and loose like that, it's just so fun. So congrats to Stacey Haddock for taking on that character and, and putting her own spin on it. Because I think that, you know, while Eileen obviously invented the character, Stacy has made the character a slight bit more mature, but still as revolting apparently, because no one likes to be around Susan. <laughs> I know, and, and that that was just a, such a funny scene. And now that I'm gonna do my best uh, black-eyed uh, Gwen, you have to do the Susan Banks and we'll, we'll share Instagram videos. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Um, so challenge accepted, but- We're doing uh, it. One thing I do want to say that that's a little bit more of a dirty comment is uh, when Chad started to wipe off that makeup off Gwen, but you weren't sure if he was going to kiss her. I was like, oh, man, they should have just totally done it. That was hot. <laughs> he, put, he put his hand on her throat, too, to do it. I was like, oh, choke me. Um, you know, today, today uh, Billy, he also took his shirt off because he had like paint on him. And I was just like, 
you just look so dirty and I'm sure you're not clean. I don't know, but he, <laughs> he so sexy. And, and also what I really love about Billy Flynn as well, he's a huge supporter of the LGBTQ yep. community. Um, he is, and, and he's also a huge supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. He is really such a good guy and such a nice person. I'm really glad that, you know, he was one of the person people earlier when we were talking about, you know, people kicking demons. He spoke about this publicly, that he had um, alcohol issues as well. And, and, you know, he was not himself. And he finally, you know, with his beautiful wife, Gina, he's finally in a place now where he's just like, I don't do those things anymore. And I'm so much happier and I'm happy to be working. And, you know, he went on his apology tour and apologized to everyone he hurt. And he's a real stand-up guy. So I love me some Billy Flynn, who also I'm going to give a shout out to for the amazing work that he's been doing with Marcy Miller. I feel like this time around, those two have got it. I know that everyone's very used to Kate Manzi and, and Billy and what they created, which was beautiful. But Marcy really is an incredible actress and she's doing a really good job with the storyline. Yeah, I totally agree on everything about Billy and Marcy. But one more thing about Billy, dude plays hockey. That's already like 50 hot points. So, um, yeah. Big time. Uh, and yes, uh, being from Texas, we do have a hockey team. We won the cup in 1999 and we almost won this year. We were the runner up to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So yeah, all these weird Florida winning connections, but, um, but yeah. That's crazy. Speaking well, of, I mean, I think, yes, talk to me about some winners and losers, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was like good segue into winners and losers. Uh, but yeah, to me, it was so hard this week because th there was a lot going on and everything, but I feel like my winner has to be Dr. O because I feel like she's gonna get her groove back with Scotty Bolpin. Uh, my wannabe dad there. So yeah, like I love that Scott now has an apartment, even though it's a little cheesy with the decor. But I love me some Kathleen Gotti. Uh, she's a friend of the show. She's she's just such a good actress. And it and I Ken apparently likes working with her as well. They they really work well together. So I hope they expand on this because I like that. You know, her Franco is, uh, you know, his son and, you know, they're such good friends. This whole setup of this, I didn't even see it coming, but I'm enjoying every minute of it. And it looks like both actors are interested in, you know, giving. We should really do a poll for the best ship name. I think it was like Scott Brick or Bald Brick. Like, you know, there's so many funny little names. But, yeah, I think they're cute. Oh, and I think that I think that Ken Schreiner, I think he actually chimed in on what he thinks the name yeah. should be. So what we should do, let's run a poll. Everyone out there, please go to the poll. We're gonna pick their Smish name. As you know, soap fans are really good at that. So we'll pick their Smish name and then even have the actors come in and vote on it too because uh, Ken has given his choice, I think, as well, yeah. what he thinks it should be. Uh, so that should be really, really interesting. Um, I also agree with you about Dr. O as well. Yeah. Um, I, number one, she's a winner because she got a different wig and homegirl looked yeah, good. That was a good wig, oh yeah. Like, yes. So who else do you have for winner this week? Yeah, like I got to go with my man Theo. Like Theo was a character that I really didn't like at first when he first came to yeah. YR, but but towards the end of his run, I really enjoyed him. I think Tyler Johnson's really talented. So it was really nice to see him again. And uh, I like that Theo had the goods on Kyle and what they are because I like that this is going to be like Another obstacle for Skyle, which sorry guys, I ship. I love me some summer. I'm the one. I am a summer defender to the death. And now that Kyle is being 
the man she deserves. I'm all for them having something, you know, non Lola, non Sally. Sorry, guys, uh, to fight against because you know they're strong enough to go there. And I just like that Theo got to stab it in because I love Kyle, but Kyle was really shitty to Theo. Sorry, I like that Summer was the one to help him, and he wanted to help her too. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I always liked the character of Theo as well. And I felt like they got a really big opportunity to use him, especially with Sally coming on to the canvas um, and then having kind of a pass or whatever. So I, I found that to be interesting that they didn't fully do that. And I'm hoping that he stays longer um, and, and that Young and the Restless realize the potential. I would also like to see Anna come back, but that's a whole different story yeah. um, and, and situation. Um, so yeah, I agree with those. You know, when it comes to the losers, oh man, you know there was one resounding loss that we you <laughs> talked about at the beginning of this yeah. uh, show, and and I think soap fans felt it all. And I want to let you tell us who do you think was the biggest loser? I feel like uh, poor Victoria and those of us who had to watch this because Amelia Hanley is so talented. I love her as Victoria. Sorry, guys. She's been Victoria longer at this point. She's our Victoria. Like, like, um, and the, the material she had when she was like more Victor-like going against Phyllis, screwing things up was so good. And Amelia looked like she was having a good time. And then it's like, Poof, now she's pathetic over Billy again. And trust me, guys, I mean, there's a reason his picture is in there. I love Jason Thompson as Patrick Drake. I love Billy Miller as Billy. I love Jason as Billy and so on and so forth. I love the yeah. character of Billy. I get it to a degree, but let's let Victoria grow and mature from this. Let, hey, remember that hot blonde dude with the boat? Uh, Michael Rorick uh, played him. Yeah. But yeah, like, let's get her a new man. Why did we have to just immediately turn Victoria into the pathetic mess she was with Billy? I love Billy, but he's way better with Lily and Amanda. That's a triangle I'd way rather see. Um, yeah. Sorry. I agree. So, you know, I agree with you. I was going <laughs> to say something, actually you know, that Young and the Restless could learn from General Hospital is General Hospital, you just talked about uh, Scott and Obrecht. He was like, oh. it was so random, but it was so good. I really wish that Young and the Restless would do the same thing and don't keep these characters in the same orbit. Like, what if, you know, Victoria ended up getting with, I don't know, some, I, I'm, I'm excited to see like Bill come to town, you know? Oh, and, yeah. and you know, what if Victoria got with someone else like that? Like, what if she started up something, I'm not saying with Theo, but, you know, with Ray, for example. Like, I'm just trying to, like, put people in different orbits and let's see how it works out. Yeah, because they tested her chemistry with Theo, and I was interested in that. I'm like, oh, I can see that, and then nothing. And it's just like, why? She's so good, and he was so good. Like, bring him back for Victoria. You know how jealous Billy would be if she's with this younger version of Billy? Like, that was a good setup, and it's like, why? Why do you hate so many people, Y&R? Like, I hate that I'm yelling at you, but, like, you're the most frustrating show right now because it used to be GH, sorry, always, YNR, and then um, the other two, which I wasn't really that into till now. Uh, but it's one of those things that it's like, it's GH, Days, and YNR. And it's like, guys, yeah. why? Like, you have some of the best actors. Michelle Stafford. I mean, let's give better story to Phyllis. I liked the her and Victoria stuff, but more stuff for Phyllis and Nick. And I like that we're getting a story with Jack. Like, I don't want to be too, but the fact that it's Sally and it's like, why couldn't we have done Victoria and Theo instead of Jack and Sally? Sorry, I'm not interested in Jack and Sally. 
I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, and you're also not wrong about the fact that like, there's plenty of other women that have been on the canvas that we could have put with Jack and we didn't take those opportunities. So yeah. it's just very interesting and I get it. Peter Bergman is a very attractive man, but there has been this thing of putting him with these young women as of late that I'm kind of like, what are you, what are you, what's going on? Like, why do we keep doing this? Like, why can't, unless it's a particular character like, um, Kimberly, who uh, was played by Amanda Sutton on One Night to Live, yeah. who went after Clint. Unless it's that character type that's like, I'm a money grubbing, going after the old man. Like if Sally- That is too- kind of Sally. I mean, that I come, that I know, yeah. She, 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 she plays that up. Right now she's trying to be the good girl. So if she plays that up, then I would buy it. But I don't buy them actually falling in love. It's weird. I, I need to know a motive and situation behind yeah. it. Yeah, um, and that's sort of the thing. Is like the whole thing's being played as weird, just like Sharon and Adams, guys. I get that they're together in real life, and in real life they're adorable, but just we're ruining Sharon for Adam, and I just don't care. I mean, and I'm not even the biggest Sharon fan, obviously, Team Phyllis all the way, and I know I'm a Chelsea apologist, but at least Chelsea, and I agree she's pathetic, Anybody who wants to be with Adam the way that he is, is pathetic. I, I got it. But at least he's the father of her kid. Sharon, he kidnapped your kid. And she's traumatized. She's drinking. And they're just not really making Sharon a great mom. And I feel like I'm all for May, December uh, romances. Obviously. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But do them well. Because like you say, Kimberly and Clint was fun. I liked them. It really worked. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. And I mean, people got to make sure that those stories, you know, work moving forward because the audience won't buy into it. Um, and clearly, Lucretia and I will not buy into it because we are two of the best soap historians that I know. Uh, so, guys, I really, really thank all of you guys for coming in today, chatting with us. Uh, we are going to be doing this again next week. Every Monday you can find us here. And you can also check Lucretia and I both out on Forever and a Day podcast that has just started their second season. All right. And that is where you can find this podcast. If you just want the audio version, Forever and Today is on Spotify, iTunes, or no, it's not. It's Apple Podcasts now, Google Play, all those places. So, but for you, Darrell, where can they find you if they want to keep up the conversation? Yes, find me on Twitter at Darrell Anthony. My Instagram is at I am Darrell Anthony. And then my actor page, Darrell Anthony, on Facebook. All right. And since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We'll be streaming live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific on Facebook and YouTube. So join in on the fun there. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.